Hey guys, welcome to Holistically You. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'll be here to share my nice and sometimes not so nice human experiences. Let's get comfortable sharing our ups, downs, and everything in between and continue to make meaning out of the parts that make us whole. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Holistically You. I'm your host, Amanda, and today I'm very excited to bring a guest on the show talking about something that is so important and also I think in our culture today and in our generation is something that we need to be talking a little bit more about from both a female and male perspective. So without further ado, we are going to jump right in and welcome Sylvester. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm so good. I am just so excited to have this conversation with you. I know we had been talking about it for um, a little while. And of course, Sylvester and I met on Clubhouse. <laughs> As you know, most of my connections in the recent in recent months have been. And um, we've been in a lot of rooms together, kind of, you know, digging deep, right? Yeah, for sure. It was like so many rooms we've been in about a lot of things about confidence. It was just like so many rooms we've been in together. It's just very, very insightful. I'm just like, oh my goodness, I'm I'm loving this. Like it's it's crazy how Clubhouse has connected so many people together. <laughs> Amazing. And like-minded people, you know, yeah. people are really striving for similar goals and similar mindsets. So I'm very excited to to have this conversation about vulnerability with you today and uh, also talk about a little bit about your experiences and, and bring in all those personal aspects. And um, before we do that, uh, I definitely, um, in the spirit of Holistically You podcast, mm -hmm. I always ask my guests at the beginning of every show to share one to three things that make you whole, that make you feel balanced and grounded. What would that be for you? I would say for me, the number one thing would be my faith. Uh, it makes me whole because I, any, I'm feeling connected to God, feeling being able to pray and talk to him and uh, leave my worries to him is one of my biggest things. One of my biggest, not my main priority in life, you know, focusing on him and then everything else um, comes second as far as priorities. So my faith is number one. Um, and I'll also say my friends and family. Uh, being able to connect with my loved ones, you know, friends, family, significant other, whatever the case may be, being able to connect with people and to be able to, to share my emotions, you know, to talk to someone, you know, because I've always been one that had issues with um, holding things in and never really talking about it because it's like I never want, I didn't want to be a burden on people. Yeah. Um, but having that connection, having that um, group of people, you know, you can talk to about anything. You know, it really just gives you a sort of uh, safety, you know, a sort of uh, support when it comes to that. So it would be my faith and my family and friends are my two biggest um, things that make me whole, honestly. It's amazing. It, it makes a it makes a very big difference, you know, when you have that uh, that tribe that community to go back to people that you um can relate to that you can trust i feel the same way you know if someone were to ask me the question i probably would have responded in a very similar manner <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you sylvester what do you do where are you from give us a little highlight reel of who you are 
Yeah, so I am born and raised in Columbus, Georgia. I'm in the South. I am 27 years old. I am, I do a few things, actually. I am a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that for about, uh, let's see, five years now. Um, I am a musician as well. I play drums. I've been playing for about almost 20 years. And I also am an author. I recently wrote a book um, called Out of Pain and the Purpose, which is it's my very first book. And I'm really excited about it. And it just talks about things that I went through in my life and how I was able to um, get out of that pain and walk into my purpose and how other people can uh, walk into their purpose in the same manner or same fashion in any way, shape, or fashion. And what was the driving force behind you writing this book? What was that process like? It, it's so interesting. Like I know that sometimes people get hit with like writer's block and a little bit of like a dip in inspiration. What was that process like for you? Uh, for me, um, I always wanted to write a book because my grandfather, he wrote two books of his own um, because he was a pastor and a bishop and speaker um, in church. And I wanted to be like him in a lot of ways. So um, I wanted to write a book. I didn't know what I wanted to write about at first. So I just knew I wanted to share my story. I just knew I wanted to help somebody. So I really just got my thoughts down on paper and stuff and just opening, really just opening myself up, really, and just getting it down and and once I got a groove going, I was like, okay, I know what I'm going. I know how I'm going with this. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. Um, so I eventually got everything down. It took a couple of years to get it done, but um, I was able to get everything done and published by the end of 2020. Um, and so at the start of this year, that's when my book became available on Amazon. So it's a short read, but it's just being able to uh, talk about everything I went through and how I was able to... Um, get out of that and help other people who may have been in my shoes or something similar or just their own situation but the lesson that I learned can be applied to their situation in their life as well so it was an interesting process but honestly I really enjoyed it being able to just get my thoughts now amazing and so obviously what we chose to talk about today which is you know vulnerability uh, I'm sure that that had played a big role in the process of writing your book like there must be no inhibitions right yes for sure like for me I know vulnerability was something I struggled with for a long time um not being able to open up you know and not being able to really talk to somebody because it's like there were times I really didn't feel like I didn't have anybody to talk to um so it was just kind of hard but just being able to take that leap take that chance and just open up and just share my story it's like because you never know who can um who you can help with your story so that did play a huge part in that was showing that vulnerable side of me and just getting emotional at times while writing uh and just helping somebody yeah yeah absolutely and so my favorite um person uh, to you know a lot of vulnerability conversations and a lot of research obviously is Brene Brown yes Of course. (laughs) We love Brene. And as we were chatting here, I just pulled up, you know, one of the many definitions that she has about vulnerability. And she says, vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. Not being able to control the outcome is something I feel like we we have such a hard time with as humans, right? Like we we always want to be in control of something. I'm curious to know how you would define vulnerability, whether it's like 
kind of an umbrella definition or something that you relate to in your personal life? Yeah, um, I love Brene Brown, and I, I automatically thought about her when I thought about the topic. I was like, oh, this is so perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, uh, at one point in time, I was like, vulnerability is being open, you know, but I feel like they're very similar, but they're very different because you're being open, you're very honest as possible about things, but when you're being vulnerable, it's a little step further than that because it you're being vulnerable and opening up about um, things that are sensitive, that are challenging to you, you know, that you may feel exposed, you know, exposed to like judgment or anything like that. So vulnerability is definitely a step further for me. Um, and for me, when it comes to vulnerability in my life, I look at it as a sign of strength because it takes someone with strength, takes some strength to really put yourself out there. It takes a lot of strength to put yourself out there and it's not that easy to put yourself out there when not, especially when you haven't earned that trust. And that's a big thing for me is earning that trust for me to be able to be vulnerable with somebody, whether it be a family member, a friend, or my significant other, um, just opening my opening myself up with that person and being vulnerable so that I am able to do that. So that's how I look at vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I always say, you know, I've had conversations with friends about this many, many times, like, not everyone has the right to have a seat at your table, mm -hmm. right? And so, like, it, it's it's not like I'm going to go and, and expose all my deepest, darkest emotions and secrets with somebody I've just met. You need to, like you said, earned trust, earn the right to experience that because tapping into that is you can feel a little bit like you're losing control, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's something that you're like, okay, like, this is not something I'm used to doing. So you're constantly exploring what it means to be vulnerable. And then I love the end of that quote where she says, you know, without knowing what the outcome is going to be, it really is a leap of faith. Honestly, it really is like it It takes so much. It's like taking that risk, you know, just putting yourself out there because like you don't know what's going to come of it. You don't know what the outcome could be, but it's just taking that chance because you never know what could come from it. So um, that's with anything in life, taking a risk. You never know what could come from it, but you won't know unless you just try it, unless you just go for it, you know, take that leap of faith. So vulnerability is definitely a leap of faith. Um and showing who you are, you know, people seeing you, you know, because I feel like some people um, don't want to be seen, mm -hmm. you know, past the physical uh, specimen. They don't want to be seen, you know, inside, you know. So, um, and for me, um, it took a while for me to understand that in order for me to be able to connect with other like-minded people, to really, really delve down and connect with deep, authentic people, I had to be seen for who I am, not just what you see physically, you know, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all, all aspects, you know, so it, it took a while for me to understand that. And especially as a man, it, it's definitely hard as a man because of what society can say about a man being emotional, being vulnerable and stuff. Yes, that was, that was definitely going to be my next question, you know, like, I'm so curious as a man. So I have a pretty strong, um, I would say that my father in my life is a pretty strong, um, you know, pillar pillar for me and someone that I go back to and I'm like, you've been vulnerable. You have shown me how to how to tap into those parts of myself as well. Mm -hmm. But I imagine that it hasn't come without its challenges for him um, and for other men specifically. What is it about 
being a man, what is it about society? What do, what do they say that kind of sheds a light on vulnerability to be a weakness more than it is a strength? Uh, the funny thing is about that is a lot of people, uh, a lot of guys at least can see it as it being emasculating. Mm. You're robbing them of their manhood because they're showing emotion. They're showing any kind of sadness or anything, you know, and we in society, men are supposed to be, you know, strong, supposed to be uh, obviously leaders and stuff, but they're supposed to be strong, supposed to be uh, level-headed and stuff, you know, and we all want to be level-headed and stuff, but, you know, there will be times when you're just not, you're, there are times when you'll feel weak, you know, but men don't want to, a lot of people don't want to show that because they could be perceived as weak, pathetic, uh, upon what all the things in the same realm, and it, it's crazy. You know, I've even had friends, like, growing up, I've even had friends tell me, like, like suck it up, you know, you, you're fine, don't cry, all this stuff like that, and I'm just, like, holding it in, because, you know, trying to fit in and all that stuff, but I had to learn from my mom, my mom had to tell me, you know, that uh, it's okay to show emotion, it's okay to cry when necessary, it is okay to be vulnerable, because you're being you at the end of the day, you're showing who you are, and um, there are times when you feel weak. There are times when you will feel not all together. You'll not be okay at times. And it's okay mm-hmm. not to be okay. Um, and that's a huge part of being vulnerable. I think that's one thing that a lot of men, have, including myself, have struggled with. So I want to be able to help other men understand that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to show emotion. It's okay if you're going through things and you you want to just tell somebody you want to cry. You want to just feel those emotions. That is perfectly okay. Don't let nobody tell you otherwise because I was in the same boat. So I want to be able to be a part of that change and help somebody. And you feel like at this point you've, you, you've created a community of like-minded men who you're able to show up with like in that way with them that you don't have to feel judged or you don't have to feel you know any sort of um you know bounce back or whatever it is do you feel like you've been able to create that for yourself i have a lot of my male friends especially from college um we talk all the time and we talk about things in life anything that we go through and we have those moments where we feel our emotions and i'll tell we tell each other you know be like it's we're humans at the end of the day we all have emotions we're not robots if we were robots then this would be a whole another story but um <laughs> we all have emotions so feel those emotions it's important that you do to let them out and stuff holding them in because holding them in it's not healthy it's not healthy for you for the holistic part of you it is not it's not healthy so hold, let them out, release those emotions. It, it do you so much good just releasing those emotions, crying, however it is that you release your emotions, cry, anger, whatever it is, just cry, let it out. So we always talk about things like that. And I'm just grateful for uh, my male friends that we talk to about that, whether it be from college or even males in my community, we talk about things, especially the mental health, because we have to remind people that me- mental health is real out here. It doesn't matter if you can't see it. Mental health is real out here. And we want to make sure we take care of it. Absolutely. And I'm so curious, actually, because, you know, it's it's I've had an experience with, you know, especially like with a a partner where Mm -hmm. um, it feels like due to upbringing Mm -hmm. that this person has not been able has not been modeled or shown that type of behavior and then is not able to identify with it when I'm showing it do you feel like it's about upbringing and so I guess a twofold question here like you were talking about your mom so I'd love you to describe you know how she 
what types of messages that she gave you growing up. And then on the flip side of that is like, do you feel like vulnerability is something that if you weren't necessarily raised with, you can develop into your adulthood. So I'd love you to talk a little bit about how you were raised and modeled it. And if you feel like it's something that can be developed, you know, say within, in, within a friendship, within a romantic relationship, et cetera. I feel like, uh, and the way I grew up, I grew up in the church and stuff. So, um, and there's be like a lot of misconceptions, you know, with uh, everything's like, we'll talk about what's going on with us, but you hear the common thing will be like, pray about it, pray about it, pray about it, you know, and it's very, very common. You'll hear that, which, and I'm all for prayer and everybody knows that I'm all for prayer and stuff, but you want to be able to talk to somebody, you know, you want to be obviously talking to God is most, most important, but you want to be able to talk to somebody like a friend, a family, whatever the case may be. You want to be able to talk to somebody instead of holding it in because um, it's, it's so important, you know, that we actually talk to somebody whether it be a therapist a counselor whatever the case may be and i'm like god people god places these professionals in in our lives for a reason they, they study these things for a reason and you want to be able to talk to a therapist or a counselor if you can afford one or talk to a family member a friend that you really can confide in so it's, it's not always easy to let those walls down because of like you said upbringing can be a part of it because they may have had trouble with that you know they may have been uh, taught either taught not to or may, may have seen like family not do that so maybe maybe they develop that at some point but I feel like um, it can be learned I really feel like it can be learned because it's a daily process I know it wouldn't happen overnight but it's, it definitely is a daily process and I feel like as just take it a little bit by little bit that's what I tell people a little bit by little bit you know you ain't gotta do it in big chunks but a little bit by little bit trusting someone, earning that trust from somebody and they can let their walls down just a little bit by a little bit and you really be able to get down deep to know somebody, you know, especially when it comes to a significant other because you want to develop that intimacy. You want to develop that communication and trust with each other, you know, um, and I can only, I can imagine how hard it would be if they were raised in an, um, in an area where they weren't able to open up and they had their walls up so much or they may have dealt with some things that their people have broken their trust and that's what causes them to keep their walls up you know for so long which is completely understandable but I feel like it can be learned it's a daily thing but it just takes a lot of time and patience and effort really absolutely absolutely and and it's something like you said like I always say like I'm a work in progress I'm a work in progress with everything with my you know my mental health my spirituality my you know even my daily balance my exercise routines like everything is a work in progress what is something that um so you said your mother has been a big like kind of guiding light for you what is something that she taught you whether it's about vulnerability or showing up authentically or anything that you feel has really been kind of a catalyst in your life to want to show up the way that you do now and if you can also talk about a little bit um about maybe a personal experience where you were like oh okay like you know this is not working for me so maybe I should just show up authentically and be a little bit vulnerable where I can break through this do you have anything that you that comes to top of mind um, yeah, I, if anything, it takes me back to uh, middle school, actually, um, because trying to fit in with people, trying to change who I was, trying to fit in and stuff, and trying to act all hard and stuff, you know, uh, trying to not really just show emotion and stuff about certain things, and just trying to 
uh, be like everybody else in a sense, you know, be like, I'm not going to show no emotion. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to do this and do that. I'm not going to be a punk as what, what I said back then. I'm not going to be a punk and stuff like that. So really just, you know, not letting things get to me at that time and stuff. And it really, uh, for a while, this is for a little bit, it's just like, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to let this get to me. But I had to really have a talk with my mom, you know, because I held a lot of things in uh, for years and years and years. Like, um, everything I went through, even including watching my mom go through things, I, it's affected me too. And I had to really talk to her. And she really let me know that me trying to be like everybody else, trying to fit in is, is not going to solve. It's really not a big, it's not a good thing because you really compromise who you are, who you were created to be. And that's not something you want to do is compromise who you were created to be just to please everybody else, just to appease what other people may think of you. And that was really when I had to really think and I'm just like, okay, okay, she, you're right, mom, you're right. I got to um, change it up. I have to just be who I am because I was bullied growing up. So, and I really understood what it was like to really love myself until like high school, college, high school, college, um, and really understand and really do better with that. So um, it took me some years to really understood what it meant to be me and to be me fully. Um, and not just be on the surface, you know, just be me inside and out, regardless of what people think. And people will love me, people will hate me. And at the end of the day, you just be you at the end of the day. So that's one of the biggest things, that, one of the biggest takeaways that I got from my mom. And I am so just so eternally grateful for that. Yeah. And high school is such a... <sighs> I didn't have a very good high school experience. <laughs> it's such an It's such a raw process where you know, you're, you're trying to just like make it through, you know, let me just get through this. And then I also got severely bullied when I was in high school and it became such an issue because I just, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to go to school. I just don't want to get out of bed this morning. I don't want to do anything because, because it was too painful to show up physically, just show up every single day became like a full time job. And I recently sat with a healer who was talking to me about um, my, she saw my high school experience and the way she said it, and I'm kind of getting that energy from you too, is like, we, sh we try to show up as ourselves, you know, when we're going to school and whatever, but our light shines too bright and it blinds others. Mm. Where they, they don't know how to react yeah. to the authenticity. And I feel like that's also something that I yeah. we experience in our adulthood also. Um, it's what we experience in high school. Basically, um, we just we just grow up, right? There's just ages and numbers that keep getting added to the roster. But some people still mm -hmm. don't know how to deal with a sense of authenticity mm -hmm. and vulnerability. Have you ever ran into anybody like that that is so resistant to you or your perspectives and mindsets and and the things that you share you know the things that you you are here to share as part of your purpose any any major resistance there oh yeah numerous times even to this day numerous times it happens and um and I just look I watch their faces because their facial expressions be the best things ever to watch and um and I just sit there and think and I had to learn and I've had people to remind me you know don't dim your light for to make other people feel better because some people, like you said, some people aren't able to take it and that's perfectly fine. You know, they take it how they take it. But at the end of the day, you're being you at the end of the day, you're showing up who you are, 
um, inside and out. And some people aren't able to take it. Some people can take it. Some people can't, you know, and it, and the reason, and some people may not be able to take it because they may not be able to uh, show up for themselves fully as much as they would like, you know, possibly. So it, it, it takes, it's a process for them to even fully grasp what you're trying to share and stuff. If they probably haven't had that opportunity to um, fully show up for themselves, you know, or some people may come as too blunt, too rude, to this, to that. And um, let's just be honest, like you could be a kind person, but sometimes the hard truth, it may require, you know, being blunt, you know, being stern, being this, you know, it will require that sometimes because uh, it, being your full self is not always going to be happy-go-lucky all the time. You know, there'll be times you, just, you may be, you're going to be blunt about some things, you're going to be straight up direct. You know, and some people don't. Some people don't like don't react well to others being straight up direct. You know, straight up blunt like that. And um, it, it's part of life. Honestly, it's a part of life. You're gonna encounter somebody who's just gonna be straight up direct with you. You know, instead of trying to beat around the bush. You know, for me, I tell anybody, just be direct with me. Don't be don't beat around the bush. Be straight up, straightforward with me. Tell me, tell it like it is. You know, tell it like how you tell other people. Tell it like it is. And I'll respect you more if you tell it like it is, you're trying to beat around the bush and then trying to say what you want to say. Just straight up say it, just straight up say it. Cause if I want to do the same thing for you, I want you to do the same for me. Yeah, you're you're mirroring each other's uh, energies. You know, I, I've been talking about this so often with people like how like, we're all like these walking mirrors and we're constantly reflecting to each other parts of ourselves that either we need to continuously work on or parts of ourselves that we need to heal. And that's the hardest part because we'll get our backs up, you know, and we'll we'll kind of go on defense when mm -hmm. in reality the other person may not, you know, that's, that's not how they wish to like, um, that's not how they wish for their message to come through. But we're always, you know, like sometimes we take things personally, of course. Yeah, of course. And it's important to also understand that some people do project, right? That's just natural. Like that's yeah. part yeah. of the process, you know? It's hard to balance it all though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you keep an even kind of like, I, again, every day it's, it, it's, it comes in waves, right? It ebbs, it flows, mm -hmm. it's different every single day, but how do you keep kind of this balance or this sense of groundedness when you are trying to show up in your as your highest self into your biggest purpose every single day? What are some like practices or reminders or even affirmations or whatever it is that you do to stay in your power? It is, is and that's a good question because it is so funny because people ask me all the time, it's like, how are you so, how are you this? How are you that? So this, I'm just like, I'm going to tell you right now, it, 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 it didn't happen overnight. It took years and years and years and experience, trust me. Um, for me, I know one big thing is like prayer and meditation for me, having to pray and meditate and really just talk to God about how I'm feeling, how I'm going to do this, how to handle certain situations because, um, Sometimes I'll just go in blindsided, you know, and just um, I'll typically be like, okay, I'm gonna do it like this, do it like this, be like, no, I probably shouldn't have handled it like that um, and reflect later on. But I do a lot of prayer meditation as well as one thing I always tell people on Clubhouse anytime I walk the room is that no one can do you better than you and no one can be you better than you. So instead of trying to be somebody else, just be you at the end of the day. I always tell people that and it, that was, it was just one of the things it just blurted I just blurted it out one day and it just became a, a, a normal thing for me to say and I remind myself of that every single time because I'm just like 
I ain't gonna try to be nobody else. I'm just gonna be born who I was, who I was created to be at the end of the day. You can like me, you can hate me. It doesn't matter what the outcome is, honestly. You know, I'm still gonna be me at the end of the day. I'm gonna love me, love me for it regardless. And I'm just thankful just being me. It's it's so interesting because it really is a lifetime. It's a lifetime freaking commitment. This stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an everyday process. It's you know uh, I get a lot of comments all the time because especially when I started on Clubhouse, you know it's an audio only app, and so you're mm-hmm. just he- you're hearing the best parts, right? Like yeah. You know, you and I have been in rooms together too, where like there will be days where we write in and we're like, hey, I can't make it today. I'm not feeling myself. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not feeling like the best version of myself and therefore I'm not going to bring the energy that I would usually be able to bring. Yeah. Which I think is so important to honor ourselves at every step of the way. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, everyone always calls me a ray of sunshine. Oh, Mandy, you're so happy. This ray of sunshine. And I'm like, yeah, not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> not all the time. This is... It's work to get up in the morning and repeat affirmations to myself to create mm-hmm. the reality that I want to experience. Yes. You know, it's easy to lose balance. And that's what I've been experiencing in the past couple of weeks, actually, is losing my balance and, and, and allowing energies to come in that I'm not able to, like, energetically kind of, like, get out of the way. And so... Yeah. That's work in and of itself. It's a constant, it's a, it's a job. It's a job for ourselves, how we have to show up for ourselves. But I think that the, the reward is so much greater than <laughs> any of the hardship, right? <laughs> yeah. I feel it's, that. I feel yeah. that so much. It's oh. just like, um, it, I feel you on that one because I, I, there'll be days I'm just like, okay, today, I'm not feeling it today. I'm not going to come in today. I don't want to bring the vibes down. I'm just going to come today. I hope the room goes well. I'm just going to be to myself today. And it's just recognizing that is a huge step. Being able to recognize that is a huge step, mm-hmm. you know, because not a lot of people are able to recognize that or not a lot of people are willing to recognize that, you know. So if you could recognize that for yourself and honor yourself in that way and recognize you may be going through something, whatever you're feeling at that moment, that's a huge step. That's a huge step one. That's a huge step in vulnerability, honestly, because you're recognizing that you're feeling these emotions, what you're feeling, how you're feeling it because of what happened and knowing that it's okay to feel those emotions, not to hold them in. Let them, let those emotions out, release them, which is a huge part of uh, vulnerability. And I know for me, it just reminds me of this dear inner child thing uh, I did a room uh, with some friends, uh, Clubhouse, about your dear inner child, you know, and we wrote dear inner child letters to ourselves. And um, I wrote one to myself and I posted on Instagram, actually. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna post it. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm just gonna post, just post my dear inner child. And um, the amount of love and responses that I got was overwhelming. And um, I didn't know what to expect. I was just, I'm just gonna post it. You know, because you look at Instagram, it's like a highlight reel kind of thing. People like posting their greatest highlights and stuff and all that stuff. And that I see that a lot because I've done that a couple of times. But it's like I post like some real stuff as well. Like I had like a moment of transparency journey, like sometime last year, posting posts about trans, me being transparent with myself, you know, getting down to who I am and stuff. And posting it like there are times I felt like this. I didn't love myself. I hated myself, all sorts of things, you know, so. Um, and I still have that dear in the child letter as well. And I always kind of read that to myself, just remind myself of how far I've come and um, how proud my inner child would be of how far I've come. 
It's so powerful. It is. So powerful. And it's something that we talk about a lot, especially on a healing journey, is identifying parts of ourselves that may, you know, we don't give ourselves opportunity to sit down and think back to those moments. And I, I think it's a gift. I think it truly is a gift to ourselves to be able to sit down and identify and write that stuff out. Um, I haven't done the inner child one yet, but I've written a letter to like my 80 year old self. Okay. Okay. That was really powerful. And um, it's in one of my thousand journeys, journals, because I just like I journal every morning. But I remember going back to it once, like a few weeks later, and just like sobbing because I was like, oh, right, this is what I'm working towards. Mm. You know? Yeah. And so now the exercise will be in going back and kind of then comparing both, you know, to mm-hmm. say like, what is it that I was so insecure about and so worried about when I was younger versus mm-hmm. what is the reality that I'm trying to create for myself in years to come? Mm, yeah, it's, self-reflection. Yes, yeah. self-reflection is is huge. And it's, 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 the thing is too, when you say pain into purpose, like, you have to feel that, right? And so a lot of people, and this is my opinion, I don't know if you share it, but mm. a lot of people are too afraid to feel in order to heal. Do you yep. agree? Yes, I, I 100% I agree with that. Oh, because feeling requires effort. Feeling those emotions requires a lot of effort, requires a lot of time. And some people um, are, like I say, are too afraid to feel, to feel those emotions, you know, because they don't want to revert back to what happened and relive that in their head you know, because they want to move forward, which I'm all for moving forward. But sometimes in order to heal, you have to um, confront those feelings that you had in the past of whatever it is that you went through. Um, and it's, it's important. It's part of the healing process. It's a part of the healing process to revert back to feeling. Think about how you felt at that moment, you know, and the situation that even made you feel that way and just reflecting on that. You know, so that's a big part of healing. So I definitely agree with you on yeah, it's like it's like a society where like we're just pain averse. We're like too scared to feel it. And I'm just like, you know, part of what I've done is have like cathartic cries on my living room floor and screaming mm-hmm. into my pillow and <laughs> doing breath work that literally made me feel like my chest was being cracked open. And I'm so proud of that. Like, I'll never look at that and say like, oh, I'm too sensitive or I'm too emotional or, you know, I feel too deeply. I'm proud of the level to which I feel because it brings me, it allows me to kind of level up in every sense of my healing process, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's a big part of it. And so I think, like you said, pain into purpose, the vulnerability aspect of it, being honest, showing up authentically, it is a process it is something that we have to continue to work on um but i don't know i our generation i feel like we're starting to understand <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i agree I'm, I'm, i feel like we are starting to get a better understanding of it i mean really showing up you know as our full entire selves yeah i'm um, like Brene brown says even if we can't control the outcome because I know there are times when we want to control everything that's happening. We want to control the, the ultimate outcome. And let's just be honest, it's just not possible to control the outcome. Because things will just happen and you're just like, just be thrown off by it. You'll be just blindsided by it. You think this will happen. Boom. Nope, it didn't happen. You'll be like, this won't happen. Oh, no, it did happen. Oh, okay. Also, uh, I, I don't know what to do at this point. So it, 
things happen. So <laughs> can't control it. So and all you can control is how you react to it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's where you have to pivot also. You know, you take it, you process it. You're like, okay, again, I can only control me, how I'm going to react to this. What's my ne- my next plan of action? What is my next, you know, like pivoting and flexibility is a big part of it. I'm assuming that you've had to do that in your life as well, right? Yes, for sure. I've had to do a lot of pivoting, at least trying to reframe my mindset, you know, and when I think about it, I think about like making mistakes, you know, because uh, actually the room recently, we was talking about like personal growth and stuff was talking about the importance of making mistakes, you know, making mistakes is a big part of life, you know, and about owning up to those mistakes, you know, admitting you make a mistake when it happens, you know, and reframing the error, you're reframing your view on it, you know, because you can look at it as an, obviously like a bad thing, like it's the worst thing in the world, or you can look at it as, you know, opportunity to grow from it and opportunity to learn from it. You know, I always tell people to turn your L's into lessons. That's what I tell people. Um, and be able to reframe your mindset of it, because at the end of the day, it starts with your mindset, you know, because if you can change your mindset, you can change your habits, you can change your vocabulary, the way you speak about your situations, you know, speaking life into your situation, and you can change your life for the better. Um, so I always tell people, it starts with your mindset. You want to have a growth mindset, you got you to gotta think differently. You got to view things differently. You got to see things differently, you know, versus having just a fixed mindset, just thinking just this, 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 this. It's not always going to be like that. You got to change. Change is inevitable. Let's just be honest. Change is inevitable. And it requires a different thinking level of yourself. It requires a different version of yourself. Yeah. And, and that's the goal, right? Reaching the level of ourself that we're able to be comfortable with. And again, always creating the reality that we want for ourselves because nobody else is going to do it for us. Yes, for sure. <laughs> exactly. We got to do it for ourselves. Like, and even if reaching every new level, it requires some level of discomfort at the same time. You know, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable mm-hmm. because uh, we all have comfort zones. They feel safe. They feel secure. You know, we can either uh, stay in our comfort zones or expand them and do some things that are uncomfortable to us, you know, to help us grow, to be better people, you know, because comfort zones are great and safe, but nothing ever grows there. Nothing ever grows there. Um, and I always say comfort and complacency are enemies to change. So if you want to change you got you got to inquire you got to um involve some sort of discomfort in some way shape form or fashion with the professional personal emotional whatever the case may be i agree 100 percent. and in previous episodes i've always said like complacency is my enemy yeah <laughs> i'm like you know like i felt like that's how i felt before i moved away i was like i felt complacent i just felt like i would wake up go to work come home go to bed wake up come and i was like this is not the life that I want to create for myself. I want definitely a life of fulfillment and adventure Mm -hmm. and challenge. Like I want to challenge myself. Um, I was uncomfortable. Sure. But if I look back on that now, like I just noticed today, I had a bunch of memories come up. Uh, The day that we're recording this is six years ago to the day that I moved to the middle East to go and Mm. teach over there. And I'm like six years. (laughs) six years like hell yeah it's a work in progress look look at us like six years goes by like this it does it does and you can and you can and i'm sure the same with you you can actually look at how far you've come and and see everything that you've put in place in order to reach where you are and you're like this is great but i'm even gonna forge forward and push harder yes i love that i'm 
Um, and I know for me, next year will be my high school reunion, 10 years. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, 10 yeah. years. You've got to be kidding me. Because uh, a high school classmate of mine came to my job recently. And um, I, had, I was like, man, can you believe that next year's going to be 10 years? He's like, I don't remind me. I was like, bro, we're, I was like, bro, we were just being funny. He was like, bro, we're getting old. We're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years. Where, where's everybody at after 10 years? I don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> it's just crazy. But it's just, honestly, it's a blessing yeah. to be able to look back on everything you went through and see where you are now. It's just like, I'm just thankful I'm not where I used to be. You know, because I could still be stuck in the same mindset I was in. I could still be stuck in the same place I was in. Um, I'm just thankful I'm not. And that's that's when that's where growth comes in. That's where open mindedness comes. That's where being being able to be vulnerable, being able to be open comes in. So I'm just truly thankful for that. I love that. Sylvester, this conversation has brought me life today so thank you (laughs) (laughs) and um i'm going to end off with one final question for you Mm -hmm. which is if you had to put sort of a title on this chapter of your life Mm. what would it be and why Mm, this chapter of my life i would have to say (laughs) and i remind myself this all the time that patience is a virtue I've been reminding myself of this, especially in recent weeks. I have been reminding this summer, actually, I've been reminding myself of that. that patience is a virtue uh, with certain opportunities that I think will come, but they don't. And it's just like, okay, when is it going to happen? I don't know. Try not to be impatient because I can be impatient sometimes. And I get that from my dad. Um, but um, just like patience is a virtue, a huge virtue. That's why I feel like this chapter could be because I feel like it's testing my patience, it's testing my faith, it's testing how much I can trust the process, how much I can, I can trust in God and letting everything that, knowing that everything will work out and letting him do it, you know, put it all on him and just um, just being patient about it and just wait and see what happens. Brilliant, because I feel like I can totally identify with that right now. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> and um, Sylvester, if people wanted to get in touch with you, listeners of the podcast, where can they find you? I'm going to link everything in the show notes, but let us know where we can find you on the socials. Yeah, so um, if you're on Clubhouse, you can follow me at um, at King Sly Man on Clubhouse. Um, I host a number of rooms on there, uh, including midday motivation rooms, as well as co-hosting a lot of other rooms with other people, including you. <laughs> We've been in a lot of rooms together. Um, on Instagram, I have two pages. One is my business page called Out of Pain and a Purpose. I mean, my other one is my personal one, which is this um, anointed underscore Black King drummer. So you can follow me on either one of those pages on Instagram. On Twitter, you can follow me at Purpose to Pain follow me on Twitter um, and on Facebook. You could just uh, find my name on there or you can follow my Out of Pain and Purpose page on there on Facebook. Uh, follow me on any of those sites um, to get in touch with me personally or about my book as well. You can find my book on Amazon. Um, the paperback copy is uh, $12.99 and the Kindle ebook is $9.99. So it's a short read, but I hope you get enjoyment out of it and it's talking about Pain and Purpose. So those are where really you can find me on social media yeah (laughs) amazing amazing well listen thank you so much for taking the time to be on the holistically you podcast these are definitely the conversations that i feel add so much value to my podcast so i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for having this conversation today (laughs) thank you so much for having me i've enjoyed this entire conversation (laughs) 
me too. And to all of you who are listening, remember today and every day, stay humble, friends. And I'll see you in the next episode.